On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. And that night, Jeff, uh, John Bonham said to me, he said, you know, Jeff wants to play with you and Tim. Here's Jeff's number. <laughs> so that's what started it. You know, I mean, Jeff didn't even come up to us and say it was John Bonham. You know, because Jeff was always so shy. You know? <laughs> so they had this really long hair and it was, it was covered in uh, sort of grease and oil from one of his cars. You know, we've been under, <laughs> underneath it, you know, tampering with it. But it, what a great player. And I, he played a variety of styles. I sadly haven't interviewed Jeff, I never got the chance to, but I have interviewed uh, a couple of his former bandmates. Jim McCarty from The Yardbirds, I mean Jim was in the same band as Jimmy Page and Eric Clapton as well as Jeff Beck, so you're going to hear a little bit more about what uh, Jim has to say about his time working with Jeff. And also Carmine Apice, a wonderful drummer who worked with Jeff in Beck, Bogut and Apice, so you'll hear all about that as well from from Carmine. Um, it's very, very sad to lose such a legend. Someone who's been around for what seems like forever. I mean, the Yardbirds was obviously the mid-60s and he was a session musician before then. And even in the last few months, he was touring and recording new music and we'd seen him on stage with Johnny Depp and things like that. So it is such a, a sad loss to the musical world. He is one of the greatest guitarists of all time. But anyway, here you go. Here's some clips of some of his former bandmates and friends talking about Jeff. <laughs> So, uh, so he moved on, and we we got Jeff. But we we, we asked um, we asked Jimmy Page first of all if he would join because he used to come and see us sometimes. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on getting real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new Factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. And uh, he, he always used to like the band. And um, he, he said, well, I, you know, I'm doing a lot of sessions and I'm quite happy doing that. Um, but you, why don't you try my understudy who does some sessions for me, Jeff Beck? So... So we tried him and, he, you know, he was immediately a success. Um, he, he was different to Eric. He was uh, very sort of rough and rough and ready compared mm -hmm. to Eric, very, you know, tailored and everything. 
Uh, <laughs> and he <laughs> sort of had this really long hair and it was, it was covered in uh, sort of grease and oil from one of his cars who had been under, <laughs> underneath it, you know, tampering with it. But it, what a great player. And I, he played a variety of styles and um, it, it really suited us and it suited us for going on, going forward uh, and... Um, making uh, those blues covers quite different uh, and then doing our own songs. So he he, he was great. And then um, finally it all got too much for him. Um, well, before that, Paul, Paul Samuel Smith um, left because it was a very, uh, it was uh, quite difficult travelling around. He, he got quite stressed, stressed out. And he left because he wanted to become a producer. And um, by that time, Jimmy Page was was very happy to join the group. <laughs> so he came in and replaced Paul on bass. Um, and for a while he played bass, and then we thought, this is silly, we'll, we'll swap over with Chris. And so Chris went on to bass, very brave, and um, the, the two of them played lead for a while, uh, which was, you know, which was very up and down, but sometimes brilliant. and. Sometimes a bit of a mess, but um, <laughs> something something to remember anyway. Um, and then, in the end, the stress got too much for Jeff, you know, because he was always very, very nervous, very wound up sort of guy. Um, and so he 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 left he left the group, and we were a four piece until the very end. Um, someone else I want to hear about as well, Jeff Beck. I mean, you worked with, with Tim and Beck and yourself, BBA. Yeah, yeah. Short-lived project initially, but talk to me about, about Jeff. I mean, what was he like to write with and, and, and perform well, Jeff, with? Jeff, Jeff was a very, uh, I don't know, he wasn't very outgoing, a lot of people, you know, but a little introverted, but a really nice guy. I loved Jeff. We were both into cars. We were all into cars, mm-hmm. me, him and Tim. And motorcycles, and Tim was motorcycle. Me and Jeff were cars, and uh, you know he was a great player. He loved me and Tim. And when when the album came out, he had it mixed with Don Nixon. And, and I said, "Man, why, why is the guitar so low? I want to hear the guitar. There's, I want to hear you and Tim, you know." But uh, you know, we have a friendship that goes you know way back to 1968 when we met him. He was a uh, he had the same attorney as Vanilla Fudge, and we did a Coke commercial that our singer, uh, I'm singer, a guitar player got sick. So Jeff was in town, and Jeff played on the Coke commercial with us, you know, and that was great because he was just coming up. It was Jeff Beck group, and Truth Album was just coming out. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't that famous yet, and other than the, the Yardbirds, you know, and it was great when he played Wawa and I think it was awesome. So the rest of the Fudge guys were going, wow, this is awesome. And then we found out in 69 from John Bonham that Jeff wanted to play with me and Tim, you know, because we did a gig in Long Island. It was, it was a Jeff Beck group. Uh, it was a weird bill. Edwin Hawkins singers, you know, All Happy Day. Mm, no. <laughs> I don't know if you even know that song. I don't think it's so. A, it was a big hit, like, um, um, I don't know, Christian kind of song, you know. Okay. And then 10 years after, Jeff Beck Group and Vanilla Fudge. You know? And then when Jeff Beck Group was on, Zeppelin went up and jammed with him right before we went on. And you know, Come on, how do you follow that? You know, And then that's when we were on tour with them and they were bigger. Right? The album was gold, you know. 
And that night, Jeff Beck, uh, John Bonham said to me, he said, you know, Jeff wants to play with you and Tim. Here's Jeff's number. <laughs> so that's what started it. You know, I mean, Jeff didn't even come up to us and say it was John Bonham. You know, because Jeff was always so shy, you know. He's gotten better now, you know, but he's uh, he's good. And, you know, we went to a lot. I, I originally played on Blow by Blow. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't work out. I remember I used to listen to Ma Vishnu Orchestra and Billy Cobham albums in the car with me and Jeff driving. And Tim was in the other car with the tour manager. And, you know, and we, we both loved that stuff. And, you know, and then when Blow by Blow was uh, rehearsing for that, we didn't know if it was going to be a Becca Peace album because Tim was, yeah. Tim basically quit. And, you know, it, it, it wasn't a good leaving. Let's put it that way, the DBA thing. Yeah. Uh, departure, I should say. But I, but I love Jeff, and I, I hung out with him in England for three months. I, I played with uh, also, after I rehearsed with Jeff, I would play with Ray Gomez and Rick Gretsch in Traffic. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and uh, eventually I brought Rick over to the uh, U.S., and we put the KGB band together with Mike Bloomfield. You know, but uh, yeah, so I was rehearsing with Jeff and we were doing blow by blow and in the studio with George Martin, I cut like six tracks and we couldn't work a deal out yeah. with, with Epic and, and, and uh, Jeff's manager and all that. So I ended up not being on the record and I was like bummed out because mm-hmm. I really loved that stuff, yeah. you know, and then the record, I went back to LA and I actually got a record deal myself doing the same stuff. I got Max Middleton on keyboard and, Dean White from Earth, Wind & Fire, and Jeff Haslip on, Jimmy Haslip on bass, and <coughs> Dick Wagner on, on guitar, and it was instrumental, half instrumental, and half vocal, just like blow by blow. But CBS wouldn't release it. So they said, I'm not known for that. And then blow by blow comes out and skyrockets to the charts. I was like, <laughs> you know, I said, I was on that record, you know. Carmine Apiece, and before that, the wonderful Jim McCarty from The Yardbirds. Both of those taken from the full interviews that I did with both those guys on Vintage Rock Pod. Scroll back through to find the full interviews on there. Definitely worth it. Anyway, if you want to see the video versions of this, you can check it out on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search for Vintage Rock Pod, and you'll see the Jeff Beck tribute on there. I'll be back tomorrow with more This Day Rocks for you. But until then, please do take care. achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who kill their parents. 
the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.